0: you know can like the cultural traditions of this time of year stand side by side with what we as christians want to focus on which is the birth of christ i'm stacy and i'm emily we're christians wives moms and best friends we always knew motherhood
1: would change our lives little did we know how much we're here to talk about the challenges and victories we all encounter day to day Motherhood is a journey and there is so much joy to be found. You're listening to Mom Calling. Welcome to mom calling. We are so glad that you're here this week. Um, We have a really, really cool topic to talk about this week as we continue on with our Christmas episodes. Um, So this week we are going to be diving a little bit into Christmas, the true meaning of Christmas and how we can kind of mesh that in with the holiday season, the typical traditions of you know movies and gift giving and all of the things how do we kind of make these two worlds collide while still making you know Jesus birth as the main focal point and by the way sorry oh, I gosh. realized I
0: didn't say hi hi guys <laughs> <laughs> I'm here too hey, I just Stacey. forgot to say hi <laughs> hey Emily <sighs> Anyway, well, yeah, and before we hop into what we're talking about tonight, I did have a fun mom fact, which for this little series is Christmas facts. So this one is very interesting. It's um, kind of a can of worms if it's not something maybe you've heard before. I think a lot of people have, but some people haven't. So like I'll link a bunch of articles that you can go check out. With further information, but what we wanted to share with you guys tonight is a little bit about the history of Christmas. So, as Emily said, what we're planning on talking about tonight is the the true meaning of Christmas. Is what we usually say, um, or you know, as Christians, what we celebrate at Christmas. But what I wanted to share with you guys is that um, originally. Christmas was not actually a celebration of Christ's birth, and so Emily and I got into like kind of a funny conversation about this last week. And so I thought it would be something interesting to share with you guys and do a little further research. And I learned some things that I did not know. Let's see, how do we jump into this? Um, okay, yeah. So I guess I'll start with the time of year we celebrate Christmas. That that time of year holidays festivities, things like that, originally were not about celebrating Christ's birth. So there is some variation and different theories about exactly how it became a celebration of Christ's birth. So I'll just share the most, it seems like the most agreed upon one or the most popular one that I found. But essentially what happened was at the time um, of Christ and after his life, there was a pagan Roman holiday in which they celebrated um, a few different things, the winter solstice. They also celebrated the Roman God of Saturn. And there was, you know, a lot of festivities and celebration that happened in December at the end of the year around these uh, holiday. you know, a holidays surrounding celebrating the winter solstice and the Roman God Saturn. And so the theory that I will share is that basically once You know, Christ was born and the church started, the early church. The Christians of that time, specifically in Rome, you know, before they had become Christians, were celebrating these pagan holidays of, you know, celebrating the winter solstice and the Roman god Saturn. And so what they wanted to do then was, okay, how do we take this celebration that we already do every year um, and make it about Christ? And so what they, uh, I guess, decided to do was, okay, well, we'll celebrate Christ's birth at this time of year. And so, um, some other things I learned was that uh, Christmas was actually not celebrated until the fourth century AD, which I thought was so interesting. It was not celebrated for about 300 years until after Christ had died. And um, up until that point, I guess uh, from what I read, it sounds like the church mainly focused on celebrating something called Epiphany, which in uh, the tradition that Emily and I grew up in is not something that we celebrated. I think it's more common in the Catholic Church, but it's also called Three Kings Day. And this celebration focuses on remembering the Magi visiting Christ. And this is actually still celebrated today. It's celebrated traditionally on January 6th. So that was what the early church had done before they started celebrating Christmas. And actually, so as I had said, you know, a lot of the or the original celebration was focused around um, a pagan, the God of Saturn, and then the winter solstice. And a lot of the um, the elements of Christmas, like the traditions that we now do today, are actually rooted in those holidays. So things like holly, mistletoe, Santa Claus, caroling, gift-giving, the colors red and green, the Yule log, and Christmas trees were all adapted from pagan rituals. That is so. Um, I learned interesting. also a little bit. I know, isn't
1: it? I think that that is so interesting how it's all kind of connected.
0: Hmm. Yeah, I know. I like was reading all this and it was just kind of blowing my mind because I knew I knew some of it, but there's just so much to it. I like I said, I'll, I'll link some of the articles and. So another thing that I learned was that the origin of the word Christmas was actually uh, Christmas, which means Christ's Mass or Festival of Christ in Old English. And this was another thing that blew my mind. Christmas was not widely celebrated in the United States until the late 1800s, and it didn't become a national holiday until
1: 1870.
0: Oh, wow. That's wild. Mm-hmm. And it was even at one time outlawed in England in 1645 when the Puritans saw it as too decadent for Christians to practice. What? That's so crazy. I know. I know. Yeah. So there's like so much to the history of this holiday, the history of Christmas. And, um, you know, obviously now modern day in the United States, Christians celebrate Christmas as the birth of Christ. Um, And that's a little bit of what we're going to talk about tonight is, you know, obviously that's the, what we see as the meaning of Christmas. That's to us, the purpose of celebrating it is Christ's birth. Um, But clearly, you know, from all this information, a lot of the, the traditions that we practice and the origins of the celebration itself were, you know, not based on Christ's birth. And so, that's what we're going to talk about a little bit later is, you know, how do we take some of these opportunities and some of these traditions that we do practice, you know, and cultural things that we do at this time of year and meld that with, you know, focusing on Christ's birth and teaching our children about that. So that's kind of what we're going to get into today. Um, But I just, yeah, there was so much more to this and I could go on and on, but I'll stop there and I'll just have those articles um, linked for you guys so you can go check them out yourself. But um, yeah, super interesting. Okay, so Emily, you know, as we just talked about, there's um, lots of Christmas traditions that we have cultural traditions, family traditions. And then we also, as Christians, want to focus on the birth of Christ and celebrating that and remembering that at this time of year. And so, how do you, um, just in general, but then also specifically with your kids, how do you take time to focus on and incorporate talking about the birth of Christ along with practicing those cultural traditions that we have?
1: Yeah, that's such an interesting question. I think that it's it can be such a tricky balance, I think, because you know, obviously it's so easy to get caught up in just life. Um, I feel like, I don't know, from, I would say, honestly, the beginning of November on, it's like light speed to the end of the year. Um, There's so many activities going on and so many things to go do with, you know, Christmas lights and cookie bakes and like, I mean, you name it, it's available. And so I feel like, you know, we live in a world where unfortunately, it seems like the Christ aspect is getting taken away a little bit, you know, not necessarily obviously for Christians, but, you know, from the outside marketing world of, you know, buy this and buy that and do this and do that. Like it's so in your face, especially with social media that it can be really hard to not kind of get sucked into that. Um, so You know, one thing that we do, um, I mean, I love all of the traditions. I'm a Black Friday shopper, but I shop online. Um, You know, I love the trees and the cookies and all of the things. Um, If you have been listening to our episodes for any length of time, I don't really participate in other things. (laughs) Christmas is one that I will participate (laughs) in. I'm getting the tree. I'm doing all the things. Um, but you know, I do bring it back to Christ always, um, because that's what the true meaning of Christmas is. Um, it's the time that we have set aside as Christ's birth, um, and celebrating that and really like embodying what that means. Um, and so I've just over the years tried to just like that, embody it, like envision it. Um, there's a really good movie, I can't remember when it came out a couple of years ago. It came out within the last couple of years since my kids have been around. So sometime in the last seven years. And it's called, um, I think it's called The Star, The Star. Um, It's on, I want to say it's on Netflix. I could be lying. If you have a TV that does the voice thing, just say it and it'll pull up whatever it's on. But it's so cool because it's like, it's a kid's version of, you know, the, the story of the donkey and Mary and Joseph and, you know, the star and all the whole travel to Bethlehem and all of that. And it's cool because it's fun and it's animated. Um, it's definitely, you know, there's definitely things in it, not inappropriate or anything, but like things in it where I'm like, well, you know. That didn't actually happen probably, you know, like that's just for the movie, you know, like over-dramatized or something um, because none of us were there. So none of us know specifically 110% what happened. Um, we just know what's in the Bible. But So that's a good movie to watch with your kids. Um, just trying to watch things like that or, you know, sneak things in like that throughout all of the other stuff. So like trying to find holes in the activity list to kind of mesh both worlds. Um and I always tell my boys, you know, like that this is the true meaning of Christmas. You know, like it's about Christ's birth and honestly, it's just kind of a bonus that we get to get gifts on this day. And so we just talked about gratitude, you know, in our last episode and so I always um Do try and bring that back to my kids that you should be grateful that you even get gifts at this time of year. You know, really, we should just be thankful that we get to spend time with our family and we get to like celebrate the birth of Jesus and things like that. Um, because that's one thing that's really important to me is that I want my kids to understand that it's not about. Basically, what the world says it's about, like I want more, I want this, I want that. Like, I don't know if you remember Stacy, but there was a Veggie Tales movie that came out definitely back when we were kids, and it was the I can't remember what it was called, like the Toy for the Toy Before Christmas. Like, I don't know, I'm totally butchering it. Oh um, yes, but it had it had Buzzsaw Louie in it and, you know, all the kids of, I think it was Bumbleberg. I don't know. I could have made that up too. Um, <laughs> they were all like crabby and whining and I just want to bust all Louie and yeah, I want to bust all Louie. And like, so I always remember that. Like when I tell the boys, I'm like, this is the true meaning of Christmas. I literally remember that toy <laughs> saying that from that Veggie Tales movie. Um, but it's true, you know? And so Um, it's definitely gotten easier as the boys are getting older again, like Liam is seven and Sawyer will be six in about three months. And so it's getting easier because they're starting to comprehend things where they didn't necessarily comprehend, you know, a couple years ago. Um, so it's, it's getting more enjoyable to, um, you know, do activities with them and stuff like that. Um. So yeah, that's kind of how we have meshed it in. There's some really good resources out there for homeschool kids. Um and that's one cool thing about homeschooling is that I can kind of take the month of December a little bit different direction than the typical school oh, right. um where we can do focus based things about Christ. Um and so there was a lady I purchased, she had like a little ebook a couple years ago. Um, I think her name was Treehouse something. I'll have to look her up on Instagram. If I can find her, we will tag her in the show notes. Um, But she had a ebook a couple years ago. I'm not sure if it's still available, but it was really cool. It was all about like activities to do with your kids um, leading up to Christmas, but it was It was more like Advent-based, and it was just really cool, Um, and then you could do different things for different grade levels and stuff like that, anywhere from songs to crafts, Bible verses, um, and stuff like that, and it was really, really cool. Uh, To be honest, it says that it could be for little, little kids, but I got it probably two years ago when Liam was five and Sawyer was four, and... Her Sawyer was like three at the time, like almost four. And it just was way too advanced. Um, So if you have older kids, I would definitely consider it, you know, anywhere. Honestly, I think that my kids could do it this year at seven and almost six. Um, So, you know, still check her out. She's really amazing. And I love that it's Christian based and it's another great tool um, that you can kind of incorporate Christ into the holidays. Um, and into kind of like what you're doing. because so that's, you know, what we really want to do as mothers um, from whatever age your children are. And I think that it looks a little bit different every single year. It's definitely a little, it's, it's way more simplistic when they're little littles. Um, and then it can just get sweeter every year. Yeah, so that's basically kind of how we do a little bit of the traditions, um, as far as like tying Christ into it while still, you know, getting to go out and participate in the activities. Um, but Stacey, what about you? Like what, how have you found, I know Penelope is still so little, um, and you're, it's kind of cool cause you're in a different season than me. So kind of like, what have you done so far? Um, like up until this point? And are you going to do anything a little bit different this year since she is, you know, a year older this year? Um, are you going to kind of do the same thing that you've been doing?
0: Yeah. So, um, before I answer your question, I just want to throw in here. If, um, If it sounds like Emily and I aren't like super talkative with each other tonight or we're not responding to each other, for some reason while we're recording tonight, we have a really bad delay and so we haven't been able to fix that and so we don't want to interrupt each other and that's why we may sound like we're not talking a whole lot. So I just wanted to throw that out there so it doesn't sound weird. But anyway, okay, now to answer your question. So yes, we... It's it's funny like that you mentioned that about having little kids and being in a different season, because I feel like just now this year that maybe Penelope can like understand a little bit more, um, you know, like last year she was still too little. And so a lot of the things I've been thinking about or wanting to try are still theoretical. I feel like, you know, this is not something I can really speak to with experience. It's more just ideas so far Um, and we, yeah, so I'm just now thinking about these things. Um, so before I get into specifically, you know, what we would maybe try to do this year, I did want to share, I guess, kind of my thoughts as far as, you know, how to resolve this whole thing of you know, uh, cultural traditions and some of them that were actually pagan rituals and how does that fit with celebrating the birth of Christ? And, you know, is that really the true meaning of Christmas if that wasn't the origins of the celebration and all that stuff? So, and how does, you know, how does the birth of Christ fit with all of the cultural traditions that we do if they were originally about celebrating something pagan? So, I guess what I've been thinking about, and at least for now, the conclusion that I've come to or am pondering is instead of trying to synthesize these things into like, you know, a well meshed, you know, something that just fits perfectly. I guess I kind of look at it like, can these things just stand side by side? You know, can like the cultural traditions of this time of year stand side by side with what we as Christians want to focus on, which is the birth of Christ? Um, you know, and it's still something I'm learning about, like all that stuff I shared earlier. And so like, I I feel like I need to learn more about that in the history to maybe be more bold on this. But at this point, from what I understand, like, I don't think I could go, you know, like toe to toe with someone and say, you know, Christmas is about Christ in the sense that, you know, I I don't know. I, I think what I'm trying to say is. Obviously, as Christians, that's what we're going to focus on. And that's what we celebrate is the birth of Christ because we're Christians. And so um, anyway, I'll stop blabbering now. Um, but I guess how I would see um, taking those traditions that we practice and then also incorporating focusing on Christ would be a few things. So one, I would say a lot of the the traditions, at least from my experience, in the United States, you know, in this day and age, uh, that this time of year is about are having fun together, um, having a lot of family time. Um, there's a lot of focus on food, you know, eating food and then also baking, you know, special treats, cookies, things like that. Um, Christmas movies and then decorations. Those were some of the main things that I thought of. And so if that's kind of a lot of the things that we're spending our time on at this time of year, How can we use those things and then also focus on the birth of Christ? So one of the big things I thought of is, especially with your kids, is really take advantage of this time of year to spend quality time with your kids. And so, you know, that's something we should be doing regularly anyway, but especially this time of year, you know, take that time if you're going to get in the kitchen and bake with your kids or if you're going to take the time and decorate the house together or you know you're going to take the time to do a service project together or do a christmas craft together. You know, there's so many things that you can do to spend that one-on-one or quality time with your kids and i think those can be like the perfect time for this topic of conversation to come up, right? Where you talk to your kids about Christ's birth and um, you know, who Christ is. Like depending on the age of your kids and, you know, if they're christians themselves yet or not, you know, this would all be different but like at least for me with Penelope as she's just now learning and able to understand you know it's a lot of explaining like who is Jesus you know when was he born and and the whole story of his birth and then you know going on to the story of his death and resurrection and salvation and and just the very like basics because that's you know the point she's at right now So I would say take that time when you're doing all those holiday fun things as good time with your kids for good conversation. Um, And then another thing that I've, you know, been starting to think about, and Scott and I have talked about wanting to focus on more, is um, Advent. And Emily mentioned this a little bit too. Um, And it's not something um, I traditionally, like, practice growing up, and they're. What I, from what I remember, there wasn't, like, a huge focus on it um, in our church tradition, like, you know, like the liturgy of Advent. Um, from what I remember, I could be wrong. <laughs> um, but I think that that can be a really good way to make that more of the ongoing focus throughout the month of December. And I actually found a really good article from Her View from Home. I, we had mentioned them in a previous podcast episode. And it's called A Beginner's Guide to Observing Advent. And I was looking through this and I think it's really something I would like to look into. And she really gives a lot of good advice for if it's something that you're not used to practicing, how to kind of start it out, that you're not overwhelmed, but that you can also be consistent with it. And the main idea being that kind of a lot of what's behind Advent is anticipation. So it's, every day and every week leading up to Christmas day and celebrating the birth of Christ. And um, so really what it seems like from what she's saying and from what I understand about Advent is that it really puts the focus on anticipating Christ's birth and looking forward to it, which I think can really help fight against the common hurried, hurriedness of this time of year of, you know, every single day of December has to be packed with celebration when really what Advent is, is, is it's not celebrating every day it's, or every week it's planning and anticipating and looking forward to the day of celebration, which is Christmas. And, um, so I'm, I'm really excited to look into that for this year. And, um, I'll share that article with you guys if it's something that maybe you don't do as a family, but you're interested in doing as a family. And, um, so yeah, like I said, I, I'm not experienced with this yet because Penelope's just now kind of getting to the age where we can really start doing some of these things with her that she can, you know, kind of understand. But those are just some of the things that I've thought about and, you know, that we're considering trying to do as a family. Yeah, so um, another tradition that we haven't r- – well, oh no, Emily mentioned, that Emily mentioned before is about gift giving. And, um, you know – I think one of the things Scott and I have gone back and forth debating, you know, like, are we going to do gifts at Christmas? Are we not going to do gifts at Christmas? Um, And so far, we've decided we are going to do gifts at Christmas, you know, just because it is a cultural tradition, you know, this time of year. And but I've been thinking, like, okay, how do we do that? Like, how do we exchange gifts, give gifts, receive gifts and still have it be not just all about what do i get you know for christmas or like what what am i getting what am i giving all about the gifts and so i think a couple things that can help with that again not having a ton of experience with this so far but i would say one is from in my opinion is that the gifts i think it's maybe more about the the symbolism of giving and receiving gifts, and not so much what you're getting. And so, in my opinion, and I think what we're going to do is that not making the gifts anything big, um, just having them be small, thoughtfulness tokens. You know, showing that we love each other, and showing a spirit of giving, and um, and then also explain, you know, that one of the things that we want to think about as we give gifts to each other is that you know, the Magi brought gifts to Christ and gave him gifts. And then also the gift that he was to the world and the symbolism behind, you know, why we practice gift giving and the fact that, you know, the Magi brought the gifts to Christ and that Christ was a gift to the world um, for salvation. And so those are my thoughts as far as gift giving. I know you had touched on it, Emily, but I didn't know if you had any other thoughts
1: on gift giving or anything like that. I actually really liked what you just said about kind of tying it in with the, um, with the, um, oh my gosh, I'm blanking the, the Magi. Yes, the Magi bringing um, the gifts to Christ. Why am I thinking, is the Magi the wise men? Is that another name for them? Yes. Okay. I I was looking for the word wise men. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, there you
1: go. <laughs> but yeah, I thought that it was so cool, like how you just kind of correlated that together. I never, I actually never thought of it that way. But that is such a good analogy, and I'm totally gonna use that with kids, um, just about like the gift giving and how you know Christ was a gift to us and stuff like that. And I feel like it can be simplified to even the youngest child. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. then you can just add to it as they get older or, you know, explain it in a little bit more detail or, or, you know, however you want. Um, But I like that. I think that that's really good. Um, But I agree with you too. I just, we're kind of at a point, you know, I even told the boys this year, I'm like, honestly, like y'all don't need toys. Like we have way too many toys. And I really think that, you know, you said this kind of in our grateful episode We are so quick to think to ourselves like, wow, I need this. I need that. Oh, I need this. I need that. And it's like, okay, well, 365 days ago, we, you know, spent all this money on Black Friday sales because we just needed it. We needed it. You know, it was going to make our life better. And I honestly couldn't even tell you what I bought last year for Black Friday. I honestly couldn't even tell you what I got for Christmas last year because that's how little it mattered. You know what I mean? Like I could have done with or without it. Mm. Um, I obviously was grateful for it, but like, you know, I think that we just get caught up in this. I need it. I need it. Oh, Oh, we need more. We should put all this money on credit cards. We should do this. You know, Cindy, Susie, Sally down the street has more than me. Or, you know, they're even as crazy as like their Christmas light display is better than mine. It's like, listen, like that's not what this is about. And, um, you know, I tell my boys all the time, I'm like, we don't need more toys. We have a lot of toys. And I think that kids get overstimulated with more stuff. I mean, there's definitely studies out there about it. And that's why people have come up with the whole toy rotation thing. I'm not sure if you've seen that or not, Stacey, but Basically, if you guys are not familiar with it, it's a toy rotation where basically you take some of your kids' toys and you put them in bins and you take them away. Like they're not even accessible for months. And you put them in a closet or a storage, you know, if you have a storage unit or something like that, you know, you put them away where you're not throwing them away and you're not taking them from the child and it's. You know, it's not done in a like, oh, I'm taking this kind of a way. Like you're literally just basically halving the toys. And then you put those out of sight, out of mind, and then you leave them with the toys that they have. And they play with those for however long that you've decided. And then let's say that it was two months. In two months, you take all the toys that they had like that they were currently playing with. And you pack those up and you swap them with the ones that you originally took away. And now it's like they have brand new toys. Because a lot of kids have way too many toys that they just don't even know what to do with and what to play with. But yet every year at Christmas time, we're told like, oh, I need more stuff. I need more toys. I actually told family this year, you know, like, please don't get us any more toys or anything like that. Honestly, my kids are at a point where they have so much stuff that they hardly even play with what they have. And if they do, they're playing with it wrong and stuff ends up broken. Um, but they really love kind of experiences. So before my in-laws have bought us tickets to the water park or, you know, last year they did swim lessons, um, or, you know, we just really like adventure stuff, or. Um, tickets to the zoo um or my sister-in-law I think it was last Christmas she got the boys a science kit I'm telling you it was like the best thing they loved that so much it was um a discovery channel science kit and you can get them at Target you can also get them on Amazon um but they loved it and it had multiple different kind of experiments and activities that you could do in there so it wasn't just like a a one and done thing. And so it was really really cool and it also gave us a chance like Stacy said earlier to do hands-on activities with the kids. So, you know, that's something that you guys could think about this season as well when thinking about like what to get your kids or what to gift to your kids um and what like family, you know, you could request from family and things like that is that more isn't always better you know kind of getting back to the simplicity and getting back to doing activities with your kids and things like that um some very simple things like that could be some of their most prized gifts that they ever receive um and cherish just because they're more memory making you know mm-hmm. so that was my take on it yeah i think that's that's great
0: and i think i like what you said about the experiences and how i think you know, as on top of them being fun and like not, you know, loading you down with just more stuff. I think it's also good because I think there's a little bit less of that tendency to be like all about like give me, give me, give me. If you're getting like an experience type of thing versus like an actual toy or like a tangible gift that's handed to you, um, which I think is something helpful. Like at this time of year, to not make it so much about the gifts, and then I think also. Um, another thing, and this originally came to my mind because Penelope's birthday is fairly close to Christmas. And so, you know, last year and even the year before when we were debating, like, if we were going to do Christmas gifts, one of my thoughts was, you know, like her birthday is very close to Christmas. So should we just make it more like, you know, not do Christmas gifts and then, you know, just focus on her birthday and her, you know, doing birthday gifts then like a few weeks later. And so... You know, I would say maybe that could be another thing if, um, you know, to try to make it less about, you know, focusing on what we are getting or the gifts at Christmas is make, you know, your child's birthday maybe more of the time to focus on that, Um, you know, and that that day is, you know, about celebrating them and their birth and, you know, that we want to give gifts to them. In particular, on that day, you know, to show them that we love them and to, you know, give them fun things. Um, And it made me think of um, there's an episode of um, Little House on the Prairie. I think it might be like the pilot episode. I forget where. You know, uh, they're out on the prairie, and so they don't have much. They don't have much money and and much, you know, many resources. And so I think the dad, Charles, says you know, that he feels bad that he wishes he had been able to give them a nicer Christmas. And the mom, Carolyn, says, it's Christ's birthday, not ours. And that just kind of always stuck with me. And I just thought of it now when I was thinking about this and and just that that's so true. And I think if we can emphasize that to our kids is that the day is really about focusing on and celebrating Christ, not ourselves, not and not what we get. And, you know, not that that means that you can't give gifts. And I think, again, just if we do, focusing on why do we do that and, you know, the thought that goes behind the gift and, you know, that it's a way to show each other that we love each other and things like that, not just about getting stuff. Um, but it's definitely hard. And it's I think it's hard to fight again when it is such a commercialized time of year, you know, and there's all these ads. Like, I don't know how many catalogs we have gotten in the mail for toys. Like we've gotten the Walmart one, the target one, the Amazon one. And then we've gotten like, you know, adult, like the, we're kind of like, uh, into homesteading. So we get like the layman's catalog. If anyone knows what layman's is anyway, but there is so much focus on it. And so, um, you just have to fight against that. And, um, but there is, I think there's so much fun to be found in this time of year. And I don't think that it should be something where we, you know, um, don't participate in that. It's just about framing it in the right way, I think, and making sure that you're continually speaking into your kids, you know, what our focus should be and how our hearts should be and not about like ourselves and what we can get. Um, I did also want to talk about, You know, obviously, as we've said, as Christians, we celebrate the birth of Christ at Christmas and another, you know, major holiday and major day of celebration for Christians is Easter. And that's when we celebrate the resurrection of Christ. And um, I just wanted to talk a little bit about and I thought Emily and I could share and just, you know, kind of talk with each other and share our thoughts um, about how. Also part of why Christmas is so important is because it does point to the cross. So, even though we're talking about Christmas and not specifically about Easter, I did just want to bring it up because I think obviously the two are very connected and very they're both very important. So, Emily, how do you think we can take, you know, the celebration of Christmas and Christ's birth and then also take the time to talk to our kids or you know whoever really and also focus on the gospel and the death and resurrection of Christ because you know ultimately that is why Christ was born and came to earth so how is that something that you would incorporate at this time of year
1: um i don't know just like talking to to your kids and to your family and stuff and just whoever like you said um just about that that ultimately was the reason that Jesus came, you know, he was born for a purpose. And although it happened, you know, 30 some years later, that basically that birth is what set the path for, you know, this amazing thing that was going to happen for all who believe. And it's just so cool. And it's just so crazy to think about that, you know, God had this great master plan and then it all started with this tiny baby in Bethlehem, you know, like the whole story is so cool. Um I always loved the Christmas story. I, I think it's I don't know, it like gives me goosebumps to even just like think back, you know, and put yourself in Mary's shoes and, and all of that. Like she knew she knew that she was about to give birth. To the Son of God. And just like, I can't even imagine what she felt and just how it truly set, you know, in place this awesome thing that was going to happen so many years later. But, you know, so much also happened within those years, you know, of him doing miracles and just all the people that he blessed and the road that he walked. And so I think that there's so many things that you could really touch on with your kids um but you know just honestly for me I haven't really talked to my kids too much about it yet just kept it simple um but I think that I will probably start with um you know just telling them about getting in in the thought process of like what do you think that it felt like You know, that night or that day to be Mary and Joseph Mm. and riding all that way on a donkey, you know, I mean, that was, I would love to know like how many miles they traveled. But I mean, imagine that. Like, so Patrick and I and the kids, we're about to travel for the holidays and we're going to travel by car and it's going to take us hours, like over 12 hours in a car. And so it's like, man, like these people traveled by foot, pregnant, like miserable, (laughs) probably, you know, like miserable because of pregnancy, probably having, you know, cramps and things like that. And like, she traveled on a donkey to go give birth to the son of God. And she knew who he was and what he was going to do. And it's just, it's just so cool um, to think about it all the way around. Um, so that's kind of like where I'm at with it and just, I will share with the boys, you know, more as they grow up, um, and get older because, you know, it's, it is a little bit complex. And so it's kind of like what I said earlier about even sharing, um, the birth of Christ and things like that, like what's happening, um, with kids, it kind of it changes every year uh, because your kids and their mental capacity gets greater and the things that they can comprehend and things like it gets better. Um, Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I don't know. What about you, Stacey? Do you have any ideas? I guess nothing specifically.
0: I think part of um, my thought on it is like I guess – I really want to make sure and focus on like with Penelope and you know Judah and any other kids we would have is like that they know Okay, cuz like you know how we talk about in in the language we use about things from the Bible we call them Bible stories, right? So we'll talk about like the story of Jonah or the story of Joseph and and all those things. And there's nothing wrong with calling them a story and I think um, it's just about explaining what that word means because I feel like it can be used in different ways, right? Like we can talk about like my story, which if I say like my story, kind of what that means is the um, the testimony of my life or the 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 journey of my life, right? So I think explaining it in that way, I think is is good. But I guess what I want to make sure doesn't happen with You know, the way I explain things is that I don't want to explain things as these like isolated, unconnected um, snippets. Um, So I just want to make sure, I guess, uh, as the kids, you know, Penelope and, and our kids are growing up and learning that like she understands from as early as she can that, you know, Jesus' birth, like Christmas and Easter are connected because. Christmas is a celebration of Jesus' birth, and then Easter is a celebration of his resurrection. And just making sure that she understands the context of, you know, why Jesus was born, and why did he die, and how did he rise from the dead. And so, I I don't necessarily have specific ideas yet as to how I'll, I'll explain that, other than that, you know, probably just you know, in that way that like, as we talk about Jesus and, you know, he was at Christmas, we celebrate him being born and, you know, she loves her baby brother right now. So just explaining, you know, when he was born, he was a baby like Judah, but then also following that up with, you know, that he got older. And then when he was, you know, Papa's age that, you know, he, he died and he rose from the dead and this is why. And, um, So things like that where, you know, at her age, it's obviously still going to be very simple and not detailed, but just that she understands that it's all part of a greater story, that it's not just about like, oh, we celebrate a baby and that that's all I say. You know, I just want to make sure that I really explain, I guess, the context and the whole overarching story to her. Um, And I will say that's like something as a parent that I can find overwhelming sometimes and i don't know if any of you guys feel the same or are you know struggle with that but i i I'll find myself and i think this is also just my personality i i tend to try to think like 10 years ahead and i just can't do that but you know i worry like oh my goodness like what if i miss something important or like what if i can't explain this well and i think what i'm already learning even just a couple years into it is that if you do just make sure to try to take the time and be intentional and have regular conversations with your kids, like you can cover, you know, you'll hit a lot of those things that I'm worried about missing. Um, And that a lot of it just comes up as like she's getting older and is asking questions. And so to just try to explain it as best I can, but not also to put so much pressure on it that like making sure she has to understand everything at her age and and all that. So, but it's been really fun just like in the last few weeks, even to see how much she's understanding. And, um, so I'm excited as we get into the holiday season now, um, just to see what she understands and, and, you know, how she gets excited about it. And it's going to be fun. I think it's, it's fun to see and celebrate Christmas with kids and, and to do all the fun things. And, um,
1: yeah, so I'm looking forward to it for sure this year. Yeah, definitely. That's awesome. I think that the holidays are just such a fun time with kids. And <laughs> I love even the simplicity of listening to Christmas music. We started listening to Christmas music like, a, I don't know, over a week ago. And it's been so fun. Uh, I can tell that the boys enjoy it. And I just like enjoy having it on.
0: Yeah, I I have too like we earlier I think it was today. So we've been listening to Christmas music too. And not a ton, but here and there and Penelope's been super into it and she calls it instead of saying she wants to listen to Christmas music, she says she wants Christmas tree. And um so that's really cute. <laughs> and um <laughs> and Anyway, earlier today, we were getting ready to eat lunch, and I just heard her say something about pumpkin pie, and I thought she was just talking about pumpkin pie because she loves pie, Um, but then Scott heard her say something else, and he's like, wait, what did you say? And here we figured out she was singing part of the song um, Rockin' Around the Christmas Tree, where they're like – Later, we'll have some pumpkin pie. Like she was singing part of the song. So that was funny. And it's been <laughs> sweet to hear her get excited about the songs. And anyway, it's it's so fun.
1: Okay, guys. So that about wraps up our episode for this week. We hope that you tune in next week as we talk more about Christmas and the holidays. And um, we share a little bit of our own experiences and just have a good time. So be on the lookout for that next week. And um, before we head out, I wanted to read our passage from um, scripture this week. We have been doing a little bit on the series of Christ and leading up to Christ's birth. So if you listen to last week's episode, um, you got the beginning portion of that. Okay, so I am going to be reading from the book of Luke, chapter 2, verses 8 to 14. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flock at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause you great joy for all the people. Today, in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be assigned to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly hosts appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. Man, I don't know about you guys, but I love the Christmas story. Like this whole passage in Luke, I literally love reading it. I feel like just from seeing movies in the past and stuff like that, I can kind of like envision it happening and like, you know, the shepherds being out in the field and I'm like, wow, like how wild would that have been to be one of those shepherds? But anyways, you guys. Well, I think Stacy is going to close it out for us, and I hope that you tune in next week to our episode. All right, guys, let's pray.
0: Dear Lord, thank you for this day. Thank you for everyone that's listening, Lord. And I just thank you for this time of year, and I thank you that we can take the time, take days, take the season to remember Christ and remember his birth. And I just pray that you would help each of us as we celebrate this season to remember that that is what's important. And even as we practice all of our traditions and we have fun and we spend time with family, I just pray that we would remember that to take the time to thank you for coming, for being born. And that we would also take the time to remember your sacrifice for us and your resurrection and the gift of salvation that you've offered us and i pray that you would help us to teach that to our children and i just thank you so much that we that we have that opportunity that you've blessed us with taking care of them and watching over them and teaching them and i just pray that that it would be something that we that we love and enjoy and also something that we take seriously and take the time to invest in. And um, I just thank you so much for all of the opportunities that come up this time of year to do that, to, to spend time together, to spend time with family. And so I thank you so much, and I, I just pray that we would each enjoy those opportunities and take those moments that we have and take advantage of them this time of year. And I thank you that we have the opportunity to um, get together, Emily and I, and for anyone listening, that we can take this time and just um, talk and listen and, and uh, in a sense, hang out together. And so I just pray that you would bless this time for anyone listening and that it would be something that would be encouraging to them and um, that it would be fruitful. And I just thank you so much that we have the opportunity to do this. And um, I just pray for each of us as we go out this week. Help us to remember our purpose as mothers. Please help us to remember to love our children, to teach them about you, and to do our best to, to guide them and teach them the truth uh, this time of year. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you again, you guys, for listening, and it was so fun to record this and talk about Christmas, and um, Emily and I just love this time of year so much, and so it's been really fun to just be able to talk about it and hang out and talk to you guys, and um, yeah, just take some time this week. Just slow down and take the time to hang out with your kids. Talk to your kids. Maybe bake something together or do a craft or you know, whatever it is, just take some time, hang out, talk to your kids about Jesus and who he is. And we just are excited for this time of year and uh, we'll be excited to be back next week and talk to you guys again. So remember that we love you guys and we will see you guys here next week. Bye guys. Join us for a new episode every Monday as we continue to share our journeys of faith,
1: marriage, and motherhood. Don't forget to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts and feel free to leave a review or comment. We would love to hear from you. You can also find us on Instagram at momcallingpodcast. Until next time, thanks for listening. And remember, there is so much joy in this journey.